Dead podcast. My name is Errol Parker. We've had a grand final in the Super Rugby Trans Tasman, and predictably, as I picked at the start of the season, Wendell Hussey, I picked it long ago. I said that the Blues were the best team in the competition, and they've proven themselves. You were championing them all oh, season long, Errol Parker, and you have finally been vindicated. So, congratulations to you. Thank you. We've seen the end of Super Rugby Trans Tasman for a year, a raging success for the Blues for our Australian teams. So. We'll talk about that. We'll touch on some Wallabies news, a few other bits and pieces, Super W, all coming up in your weekly wrap-up of the world in rugby. But we will start off with that game. Errol Parker, 23-15. Blues got it done. An absolute ball terror of a game, <laughs> Wendell. Look, it just had everything, didn't it? I mean, it had all the hallmarks of two great Kiwi teams going at it. And look, it was a very physical contest, a lot of tries, a lot of points scored. At half time, I thought it could be anyone's game, but the Blues, they just proved themselves to be, you know, time and time again. They've got the strongest back line. They're just absolutely relentless. They were rolling, rolling on that big forward pack of theirs. Um, Got it done. It was a real Northern Hemisphere game of footy, really. I mean, as much as we always talk about the Kiwi flair and the way they play the game, the running rugby, the offloads, all that sort of stuff, I think there was seven penalty goals, maybe eight penalty goals in that game and only a couple of tries. So, I mean, it was still an entertaining game for what it was. But Yeah. Well, you know what they say, mate. Kicks win games. That's what they say in England, I mean, just look how those cowards won that game in 2003. <laughs> with with the worst kick of all. With the boot. Absolutely. Good to see Harry Palmer, the fly half slash centre who got dropped earlier in the season, come out for the Blues there and nail yep. a couple of crucial kicks. And that's what they do, the Kiwis. They nail crucial kicks to win games. So good on them. I think it was a fitting end, really. Look, I am disappointed, though, for Aaron Smith. He did provide a, a solid platform for his team all season and, you know, being one of the old heads of the team, he's always been a bit of a super rugby bridesmaid. Mm. He's come close again, hasn't got it. So, you know, my heart does go out to people like, you know, Aaron, Ben, not Ben Hunt, fucking Mitch Hunt. Mm. I, I'll tell you who had a shocking <laughs> kicking game on the weekend was Ben Hunt of... <laughs> dropping a rugby league premiership mm. fan. It was a good way to wrap it up because everyone in New Zealand is calling this Super Rugby Trans Tasman title uh, one with an asterisk for the Blues. They're saying that, sure. you know, oh, look, good on the Blues for winning some silverware and they were going off. They were going berserk at full time, going berserk in the sheds. Blue social media has been posting relentlessly, mm-hmm. like on the hour, just huge celebratory pics. But everyone else down south of Auckland seems to be saying, like, yeah, good on you, enjoy it. Wasn't a real yeah. season, which 
Yeah, I kind of. I kind of agree with them. I like. I think it will be unlikely that this Blues team will go down in history as being one of the greatest, you know, provincial Kiwi teams of all time. No, no, absolutely not. Given the fact that they didn't play the Crusaders, who are the greatest provincial team in world rugby, in the final and something like this, yeah. you know. And this competition is probably going to be, you know, a one-off. I mean, mm. hopefully next year these governments wake up to themselves and they open the borders and they just, you know, let things go back to normal once, you know most of us are vaccinated or you know the people in the population who want the vaccination i mean you know mm. there was one thing that'll get those petulant baby boomers vaccinated and that's swinging the borders and bringing the pangolins kiss right here they'll be lining up around the block to get that astro zucchini mate i'll tell you what yeah mate if we can secure our supply maybe in 2023 2024 something like that mate, we've got plenty of that death serum mate we're just jab 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 get it get it jabbed in and then we can go over there and watch um watch some trans tasman footy yeah, uh, we go over to the World Cup in 2023. We can all, you know, get our gold berets, gold mm. fucking scarves, whatever they fucking do. And <laughs> we wear we. those bloody skin-tight Wallabies jerseys now that make every fucking ex-private schoolboy banker bloke look like a fucking piece of Play-Doh wrapped up in mm. fucking Glad wrap. Lots of turtlenecks, Lots yes, of please. Turtlenecks, Let's mate. do it. That'd be glorious. Yeah. Merci yeah. beaucoup, mate. So mm. anyway, back to the game. Back to the game. I think, uh, look... As I've said before, teams that win games in this competition, they stagger their bench. I mean, if mm. it's one thing that caused, you know, Reds bed shits, Brumbies bed shits, Waratahs, like they shat a whole dormitory of beds, mm. is they just flood the game with fresh legs yep. and fresh brains. And if you look back, if you look and see how the Blues did mm. it. Yeah, I liked um, the way Ash Dixon played it afterwards. He pointed out that the Blues have 10 All Blacks. They only had eight All Blacks actually coming on, but he went for 10 because obviously it sounds better. Double digits All Blacks in the Blues team. And the Highlanders um, only had Aaron Smith in the, the single All Black in there. So they like to play it down and said, look, these guys have got 10 All Blacks. We only had one coming up against us, you know. What can we do? They um, also turned up the little brother kind of thing down south, the poor little regional Highlanders. He said they've got a lot of depth and they've got pretty good resources with their gym. I've heard they've got a cafe and a cook and about five showers and saunas and spas. They've got that in there and we've got two showers and one of them wasn't working. And then this week, someone blocked the shitter. So we only had one shitter. We had to suck it up and just get on with it. Interesting. Well, yeah, uh, you know, trying to paint themselves as the underdogs there. Well, you know, I think that's very true, and I think uh, there is a lot of humility. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I think the real losers of, of this competition are not the Waratahs. It's obviously the Crusaders. Mm. I mean, they were. if there was ever a team that should have won this competition, it was the Crusaders, because in terms of quality provincial teams, you can't really go past the Crusaders. No, I mean, you can't. They came out and said they won the title that they wanted to win, which was Super Rugby Aotearoa and um, Trans-Tasman. It was a shame that they didn't win it, that Braden Enno dropped the ball. That would have sent them into the Trans-Tasman final, that they would have inevitably won, whether they played the Blues or the Highlanders. It is appalling, though, that the results of this competition all came down to who flogged the Waratahs the worst. <laughs> yeah, whoever whoever scored the most points against the Aussie teams and picked up bonus points along the way. They're the ones uh, who won. So yeah, it's, it's a bit of a sad indictment on say, the competition. I guess you could say that the Blues are the best at flogging Australian teams, which is why they won. Flat track bullies, you could say. The best flat track bullies out there. Look, mate, we're... Far, we're bringing in too many different sporting codes here. I think we should stick, you know. <laughs> stick just to that one. As hard as it is for an all-Tasman final, I think we should stick to uh, rugby union here. But look, moving forward, 
into next year with the inclusion of uh, two new teams, do you think the result's going to be any different next year? I mean, like, are we going to have, you know, God forbid, Australian team in the final? Yeah. Um, after the season that was, it doesn't look too likely, does it? Moana no. Pacifica and the Fijian Drua come in, so hopefully we'll have um, we'll have some more company yeah. in terms of our tier of footy. But I would hope that the teams have learnt from their floggings. They've learnt yeah. from their lessons, you know, because I guess in in a way, floggings are good. Losses are good sometimes. I don't know. Maybe you learn from them. You get better. We find a way um, to do things a little bit differently. Hopefully. Hopefully that we look at this Trans-Tasman and we're better prepared next time and we realize that we can't out-Kiwi the Kiwis, which we always seem to do. But hopefully next year, something changes. Well, something did change on the weekend, Wendell. Mm. The Waratahs got to belt out their team song for the first time this year, and it's fucking almost July. Yes, the Waratahs finally got on the board. New South Wales has a win. An absolute drumming Mm. of the Reds. The Waratahs have held on. It was two tries apiece in the second half, but full-time, the New South Wales Waratahs women 47, Queensland Reds women 26 that was comprehensive, that game too. up there right, in Tigerland. So there's, there's something going on with Queensland sporting teams. I mean, mm. this year has just been unprecedented. Like, if it wasn't for Justice Honey, I mean, what, what would they have? So Brisbane Lions on the weekend were the first team to win this month in Brisbane, the first, like, professional major code sporting team to well, win this month. What do they month. play? They play uh, the Victorian football, the, uh, the yeah. leg tennis one where they... Yeah, Victorian so they, football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't... I didn't watch it. I just saw in the news that yeah. that happened. So that oh, was yeah. quite an interesting The start. one, you know, the nation's most racist sporting code. Yes, yep. yeah. The one yep. where yep. They, yep. they boo and all that Where they stuff. have, you know, terrible issues that they like to ignore. You know, yeah, it's, it's run... Run entirely by, you know, uppity... Yuppies from Melbourne. Yeah, know. yeah. Oh, so yeah, in, yeah. instead of our game, which is run by private schoolboys from Sydney, it's run by yep. private schoolboys from Melbourne kind of thing. So, right. Um, yep. I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah. But yeah, so look, that one. So good for the Lions. Look, I did actually tune in to this game mm. on stand because I, uh, I was actually over at a mate's place for his uh, his kid's first birthday. So, mm. you know, he did hand out the... Uh, Hand out the Coronas um, mm. <laughs> to all the lads and ching ching. It was a great game. I mean, it was an absolute drumming. Mm. I mean, and the kicking, the I kicking. Mean, it's so refreshing to be able to see a Waratahs ten sit back inside the twenty-two and know, just unbelievable belt the skin off the ball. Bella McKenzie was just pumping them deep. At one point, she hit one from inside her own twenty-two yeah. that rolled into the Reds' in goal. She found grass, which is what Waratahs players haven't seemed to be able to do this season long. So in her first game, found grass and the ball rolled away there. Tar's defensive line just rushed up and put pressure. They were relentless in their defense as well. They were just shutting the yeah. Reds down, particularly the first half. I think they went in like 28-5 at halftime or 35. They were absolutely rolling through them. Marlia Murphy, Maya Stewart, electric. Electric. Maya Stewart had a hat-trick at halftime, I think. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, though. The Waratahs conceded 15 penalties. Yeah. And if you times that by three, what does that equal? 45. That's a lot of points. Yeah. This could have been a 100-point ball game. Could have been huge, but it, it was... was um, you know, there was over 200 rucks. Mm. So I guess first game of the season, everyone's, you know, scrimmaging skills are a bit uh, unrefined. Mm. Things will only get better moving on. And your Brumbies had a win on the weekend did, as well, man. Errol. And it'll be the Brumbies... Taking the win, grabbing the bonus point. 
as they make their way into this competition. That was great to see because uh, while the Browns did have a very successful domestic season, probably wasn't you know a season to remember mm. you know in terms of the Trans Tasman competitions. Yep. But look, a win's a win. The Brumbies always get at least one win. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to next week. I mean, yeah, a win is a win. Uh, they got it done over the Rebels. Bit of a fuck up before kickoff. Yep. Rebels jerseys didn't arrive. Yep, I. They were playing in some weird kind of like East-looking kit. I'm not really sure. Yep. I don't know what that was. What but, it was. And they all looked like they weren't actually, you know, cut for women. Like there were a lot <laughs> of them, big, like big jerseys. They were wearing capes. Yeah, they were huge jerseys. Um, and they said credit to their Brumbies for lending them some jerseys to play in. But that's um, yeah, that's that's pretty that, well, unfortunate. Like, it is a bed shit that only you know the, the Super Rugby organization, Rugby Australia in general, you know. Yeah. It isn't a rugby fixture unless something goes wrong. Mm. I mean, there is always something that goes wrong. Yeah, uh, not getting the kit to the games pretty bad. I can imagine the they're blaming the airline though. They're saying the airline because they flew up there that day. They're saying the airline yep. uh, always, lost their baggage. Always someone else's fault, mm. mate. Yeah, it's frustrating. Hopefully, we can get the jerseys up there to Coffs Harbour in time for the next round. For the Magic Round up there at the mm. International Stadium in Coffs, and spoke about this last week. Uh, looking forward to seeing the Force kick off against the Presidents 15, which is a good idea. It's a group of players who aren't in the other squads come together as a team, get some more opportunities, get some more players playing mm-hmm. uh, top-level footy ahead of the World Cup, which has been pushed back to next year, which is good to see. But after the first couple of games there, Tars looking hot, hot favourites to take out their fourth straight title, I reckon. Well, mate, hopefully they can show the boys how it's done. Mm. And we need a more competitive competition here. And as long as the Waratahs are in the Super Rugby competition, it will not be competitive. (laughs) Which brings me to my next point of order about those Waratahs is Mm. they made a $3.5 million profit this year. Yeah, apparently the organisation, yeah. What, have they got pokies in the fucking clubhouse now or something? What, like- no, they made the profit by cutting salaries and uh, not spending their full salary cap, which Rob Penny was blowing up about over the weekend. Of course he'd be blowing up. Mm. I mean, what, what, you're trying to grow the – it just blows my mind that, yep. you know, you've got a code that's had some fresh breath blown into it by the good people at Stan, and then you've got these fucking people that just – yeah, mate, like it just it defies logic. Profits are always good. You love to see a professional team I mean, turning a profit, but there's not profits in a year. and then there's fucking profits. <laughs> not in a year where all of your big name players are leaving. I mean, when- even the Liberal government is like, fuck the profits. Mm. I mean They've they've turned into a new <laughs> Labour, haven't they? They've completely forgotten about profits. And that's what the Waratahs should have done this year. They should have gone, we're so far in the hole, instead of trying to turn a three million dollar profit, which is I guess is a good amount of money. Maybe we'll just spend that on filling our salary cap and getting some experienced players to try and get us some wins. Go over to Europe, go over to the South Island with a fucking checkbook and say, Mm -hmm. you, 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 you and you, come and play. Yeah. Come and and get the fans back in the stadiums because that's what's going to fucking grow this game in New South Wales. They might as well just give that centre of excellence to the fucking Swans. I mean, Mm -hmm. what's the fucking point? Yeah, it's a real head-scratcher. I'm a bit with Rob Penny on this one. I don't understand how they didn't spend the money to fill their salary cap and try it's and be just competitive. Absurd. Yeah, it's 
Very confusing. Very confusing. Anyway, just Waratah's things. Now, the Wallabies boys are up in camp on the Sunshine Coast. Lots of photos coming through. They look like they're ripping in, training hard. Really loving that brown kind of, I'm not sure what color it is, Cadbury kit that the boys are in, but apparently yeah. they're training hard. Everyone looks like they're having fun up there. Having fun when you're playing sport is the mm. foundation of sport. I mean, if, if you're not having fun in the Wallabies training camp, then you should be going back to the Commonwealth Bank or the NAB or... <laughs> Whichever bank, you know, you've got an in at. Yeah, you know, whatever financial you, institution will take you, get out of there. They're um, getting ready for the series, which starts in a couple of weeks now, July 7, uh, against the French. It is looking very much like we won't see the starting halves pair for the French, DuPont and Intermac. Uh, oh, they just don't want to come. Yeah, no, DuPont will be playing in the Champions Cup final, so he won't make it out here in time. Um, some people say he's the best player in the world right now. He's a real jacked little nugget, and he, he's very good. So it's a shame that we won't see him. Entomac is apparently badly concussed and may miss the series, which is a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Obviously, you want to see the best players come out yeah. and play, but I don't you want, want to see win. the Wallabies getting you know flogged at home. You no. know, there'd be nothing worse than seeing the Wallabies get absolutely you know. Discombobulated at the Sydney Cricket Ground, you yep. know, with eight thousand people there, because the French just tear them apart. Yeah, as we just mentioned before, wins, wins draw in fans, wins get mm. people happening, wins get people keen, wins bring in money as well. So as much as it pains me to say it, I don't mind that the two no, best players I think it's might not be coming out. Um, but and you know, just as long as we don't thrash them, I mean, that's even no. worse. I mean, <laughs> if the French come out here. And everyone knows that the French are, you know, up there, you know, top three best rugby teams in the world. If they mm. come out here and we flog them, then, you know, that's even more disappointing because it just shows the amount of respect that the French have for our government and mm. their policy of quarantine. You know, it's like, who wants to go, oh, yeah, our eighth string team is keen to go out and spend two weeks in a hotel in Perth, you know. Mm. Yeah, no, it would, um, wouldn't would be a good look for us. Just a healthy 15 to 20-point win in probably one of the games, uh, like a penalty kick to win it in the other game, and then like just yeah. a try in the third game. That would be ideal if we just keep it around that for the whole well, series. Like, I'll tell you who we always play good, close games with and we win is Wales. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't we just get Wales out just here? Just get Wales out here again and – Put them out in Bankwest, pack it yeah. out, and then just you know have a good, clean, physical game that we end up winning by yeah. two points in the death. It's like the Northern Hemisphere version of New Zealand as well, Wales, in terms of its um, its setup there. So it makes sense for us to play against them. We sack the Bledisloe. We do what like England and stuff do, where yeah. they only play the All Blacks maybe once every couple of years, and then at World Cups if they face them, we just don't lose to them. We just play Wales. Yeah. We win. We get heaps of hype around the game and just going forward, it's a reliable model for us. I don't think that the All Blacks should be playing international rugby. Mm. I just think that, you know, obviously Kiwis are so good at rugby that they should just play on their own. Just have like the NBA and then you have the thing that happens at the Olympics once every four years where they win the gold medal and everyone's like, oh, wow, how good team USA, well well done. There's no point. I mean, if Kiwis are as good as they say they are, then... The game would be so much more popular and competitive around the world if the Kiwis weren't in it. So maybe at this World Cup, we should just have our own one. And the Kiwis can go off and do 
another thing in their COVID-free paradise. Yep. They can do Mitre 10 Cup, play that amongst themselves and live yep. it up. Something for World Rugby to think about for sure. They're way better than us and they're proving that again this week. There's been a bit of a blow up over there in New Zealand about NZ Rugby negotiating a big sponsorship deal with an oil, gas and petrochemicals conglomerate. Yep called Ineos. It's apparently um, one of the 20 biggest producers of single-use plastic in the world and a major player in the British oil and gas industry. There's a potential that they're, they're going to sign there and they might get somewhere on the All Blacks jersey and people are blowing up That's over cool. there in New Zealand. Leading the way again, unlike us where we just go, Santos, get that jersey. Get yep. that name on the get jersey. Get that gas out from under prime farmland. Yep. I mean, there's no point in leaving it in the ground, is there, mate? You know, we've got homes to heat. Yep. Homes to power. You know, we've got... Gas to sell to China. We've got super rugby players' salaries and exactly. super rugby boards to uh, pay, and your money's just as green I as mean, anyone else's. I mean, this is another reason why Kiwi rugby is on the decline. Mm. I mean, if they turn up their nose at that, then why aren't they turning their nose up at Steinlager? Mm-mm. You know, how much damage does that do to society being an alcohol brand or Ford? You know, Ford used to make good cars, you know. Mm. Their Falcons were impeccable, but the absolute shit that they have there now is just an indictment on the automotive industry on a whole and they're sponsored by sanitarium mm. sanitarium yeah. it's a seventh day adventists you might as well be sponsored by you know the fucking catholic church mm. the optics of it yeah mm. it's an interesting one we'll see if they can force new zealand rugby out of negotiating and deal yeah. with that see something to keep an eye on well mate at least the palms have come in to back the wallabies with cadbury mm. um Cadbury, you know, it's good for mass-produced mm. chocolate, but, you know, it's got nothing on Daryl Lee. But No, no, it would have been nice if Daryl Lee could come to the table, but maybe don't have the big bucks that Cadbury no. do. I think that's all we've got time for this week. We'll be looking forward to some more Super W coming up, the build-up to the French test. Got the first game for the Lions coming up. Stan's managed to snag that series, and they're playing a game against Japan on midnight at Saturday. So if you're out and about, pop that one on, get the phone going in the little corner, keep an eye on it. Love the way the Japanese play the footy, so it should be good to see how they go up against the first Lions squad that's been rolled out. All Blacks are going to be playing Tonga and Fiji soon, so we've got all that to look forward to. Mm-hmm. But for now, that's all we've got for you from the Channel Country on rugby, I think. Uh, yep, that's it from me. And me too, so enjoy your footy over the weekend. And as always, we'll look forward to talking to you again next week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.